Greetings and welcome to Retune Radio, a podcast for conscious conversations with the intent uh, of expansion and uplifting. I'm your co-host Megan. And I'm your co-host David. And today we are talking about identifying as an empath and what the gifts and challenges are that come along with using this uh, label and allowing it to embed deeply in your subconscious. So David, uh, can you share with us just a little bit about your own experience and what this word means to you? Uh, Yeah, it's actually interesting, Megan, because I didn't really know what an empath was for most of my life, and I never really knew why I felt, you know, tired after certain things, or drained, or angry, or whatever it may be, Um, and then I learned that it's because I'm an empath, uh, and it's essentially to me it means that you can go out into a social setting, be around other people's energy, whether it's one individual or a group of people or what have you, and you absorb their energy. Mm-hmm. So for example, you could go spend time with someone who's very sad, and then when you get back home later, you notice that you're really sad, and you say, where's this sadness coming from? Um, and it's not necessarily yours, but you actually receive this energy from another. Right. And I'm jumping ahead to like the challenges and the dangers with that. And I can't help but notice that you like if you're not careful, you could go around avoiding people. Yes. Oh, for sure. And feeling like other people bring you down and looking outside of yourself and and blaming others for certain things. Is that like something that you've experienced? Oh, absolutely. You know, for example, with the, the sadness it could be the next time you realize that it was that person that gave you this sad energy that you absorbed. So you might say next time, you know, I'm going to avoid this person because I don't really want to be mm, sad today. Right. And that's really dangerous. Yeah. Because so you might help them. Right. And, and what we're talking about with this, you know, empath word and, and when we identify with it is when we take it, you know, we're going to look at the extreme side of it right now. When you take something and you wear it on your sleeve, but it becomes part of your identity. And when it becomes part of your identity, there will be times, if you're not careful, that you will treat others differently because of this label. So that's kind of what we're focusing on today. Um, Also, you know, for me, I just kind of looked at it as, you know, David and I both have resonated with this word. We feel it speaks truth to us in in a certain way. Um, the way that I see it is really just being an emotionally, um, like having a, having heightened emotional awareness because every, but you know, what's funny about that is every being on this planet has that capacity. It's just, where did they come from? What have they been through? What sorts of coping skills or situations have they been in that they had to, you know, either survive or protect themselves? And so these heightened states get dulled or quieted because they had to. Mm. And one of my mentors I really like, um, you know, I work with her, uh, you know, weekly and she said that it's possible that being an empath is actually a coping skill when we're raised in homes where families are super emotionally unavailable and vacant and numb and avoidant. 
we over become over emotional in our adult lives and those emotions actually take us over and we have little management over our emotional states because we were deprived our whole life right so it's kind of like when we are starved what happens you go to the i mean has anybody ever gone to the grocery store hungry yeah what do you do you buy all the shit everything so it's kind of like when we're starved as children in a certain way, when we're adults, we're like, oh my God, this emotion, like I need to be in it. And then that also leads to what we call emotional addiction, which I'm so guilty of. I think most of us are participants in this where you're actively seeking the emotion that gives you that little hit. Um, because in the brain, it is actually similar to the way that dopamine feels. So pain and pleasure shows up as the same in the brain and in our nervous system, um, or as our mentor Shofar, Shofar calls it, our divine awareness system, or what is it? That's the DNA. Yeah, our awareness system. Awareness system. Yeah. yeah, and then our DNA is our divine, divine natural, natural awareness. awareness. Yeah. yeah, which shout out to Shofar. He always has... Um, quite the poetic way of describing things anyway so going back to that I think it's just being extra mindful of how we are identifying as this Hmm. and as far as that goes as well um how do you feel because let's just go ahead and take it even broader um because you know being an emotionally aware person is being human being and it's also being a conscious human being so I don't think of myself as a special person or have a special gift because like I said before my work that I do with myself allows me to examine myself in such a way and my emotional states in such a way that I am no longer burdened by being aware of others emotional states it's more of a gift that I use to um, you know, gauge others, not for avoiding them, not for changing them, not for expecting anything of them or myself, but just to let people be and kind of understand them on a deeper level. Yeah, but I think as far as that goes, it is important to have some tools at your disposal to deal with certain situations and mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. so that when you find yourself, um, you know, absorbing certain energies that are unwanted, for lack of a better word, you're able to mm. keep yourself centered and not be thrown around by all the different emotions and, you know, states of being of those around you. Right. And I think the a good thing that you just kind of touched on, which I like that you said, is being centered and grounded in yourself. Yeah. So this has nothing to do with others and everything to do with you. So, but when you do know, because we've all been there, right, where we know we're about to, you know, step out into the world and go into a a place where the energy might be intense, intense, it's all over the place, it's moving, and it might be something that you aren't really looking to come home with. So there are things you can do to build up your connectedness to yourself, your centeredness to yourself. And one of those practices we'll share with you all today is uh, shielding. 
And it's just a simple visual meditation that you can do before you head out. And that's basically getting super centered, you know, feeling your, your spine long and your, and your back, feeling your sitting bones with whatever you're sitting on, kind of tapping into your sensations, which are currently feeling your breath, which brings you to your present moment every time. And it's always available for you to do that. And just imagining that your biofield that is energy is you know, something you can see and tangibly touch, right? So you can see this biofield, you know, vibrating around you. And I also like to take it a step further. And, you know, if you guys like the Avengers or any of the superhero and superwomen movies, they all, they have like a physical shield. You can even use this as a way to, you know, put your arm up you know and someone's dumping on you or spouting off at you if you're not ready to set that boundary to be like hey I don't have space you can just simply hold up that shield and it's almost like a visual way of saying like nah yeah and and another good practice to do you know while you're in the mix is um just realize just take a moment take a breath and just say i am standing you know feel your mm. feet on the ground if you're not sitting and meditating or whatever you can still just stop what you're doing being present but just say i'm standing i'm standing i feel my feet on the ground i feel my you know my spine extending up like megan said um and just realize like that i'm here right in this moment and that kind of takes you away from the the turmoil of thoughts and emotions that are always flying around and just bring us into the present yes like, okay well i'm here it's all good. Yes. Moving on. And it might only last for a few seconds. And then right. when you realize again, you come back to it. And then it yeah. goes away and then you come back. So it's just a constant practice of uh, learning how to do that to help cope. Absolutely. And um, let's kind of go more broad then with the challenges with labels in general. So Ooh. when we, <laughs> we talk about uh, labels, we're talking about, I call them limits as well. Um, Because what you're basically doing is when we choose to put a label on ourselves, we are actually putting a limit on the limitless. And there have been so many interesting tests done like with social psychology, what the influence of the majority looks like on us. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because, you know, empath is just one label. There's also, you know, political labels, religious labels, um, the isms and the ists and You know, what that's doing for us like socially as social creatures and social animals is it's it's talking about the influence that the majority has on us. And when we label ourselves and we find others that match our labels, what we're doing is it's like this group polarization. And what's happening is when we're in this group polarization, the consensus is always strengthened because those who have the same views as us will strengthen our views. But that doesn't mean that our views are the absolute truth. And that doesn't mean that our views are the truth for others. And that doesn't mean that we are something else than the other person. Because what happens is we're basically creating a lot of polarity. And we're like using labels to polarize concepts that were created by you know other human beings and when we talk about energy this is infinite 
we are an infinite energetic being and you know the folks listening if you all like Nikola Tesla I love Nikola Tesla I also love Joe Dr. Joe Dispenza they're actually putting you know scientific measures on a lot of this stuff and before that it was really challenging to do that because most of it was only felt and I like to use intuition with that as well because People are like, oh, well, you know, I only believe in science. And if it can't be in a lab and proven in a lab, well, then I'm not going to believe it. And like the problem with that is that instincts and intuition cannot be measured in a lab. But you're going to tell somebody that they didn't feel what they feel. And they didn't get that twinge in their gut like, "Uh uh-uh, this isn't right. So for me, it's hard to say any, it's hard to be an absolute person in any way this like you know black and white thinking is is really difficult to buy into that these days because every experience that human beings have is so so vast that you can't just say yes and no black and white there's got to be questions and to get really into that deeper understanding of what what is your experience with it yeah and i mean as far as the labels go um it's like we do live in a world where we do describe things and we do name things and we, you know, we have a, a classification system. Uh, but I think that the issue arises when it causes division, mm-hmm. right? Because we're always going to say like, you know, that shirt is blue and I am a man, I am a husband, I am a brother, whatever. But as soon as that starts to divide people, I think that that's where the, the complications arise. Um, And I can speak from personal experience when I say that it can also lead to, you know, putting us on a pedestal, putting ourselves on a bit of a high horse. Like, Mm. let's take empath, for example. Well, I'm an empath and you're not. So I'm more emotionally in tune with myself than you are. Mm. It's very easy to go down that road without even realizing it, you know? Like, I am a college graduate, so I know more than you. I am a republican so i'm smarter than you or whatever you know like there's it's so easy to take these labels identify ourselves with them so strongly that it causes separation judgment Judgment. and we think that we're better than other people yeah wow that's a huge uh a huge um understanding there that like the labels themselves if you like labels you know go for it like the more the better like just tack them on you know but just be aware of yes of how how it's it's showing up yeah am i separating myself from others and am i doing it in such a way that i'm either thinking i'm better than them or they're lesser than me or maybe they're better than me and i'm less than them right and if that's the case then the labeling is not just like our natural habit of labeling things but it's it can be unhealthy and unhelpful right and it is interesting because I always like to take it back to nature and look and observe nature because you know she is like my my ultimate teacher you know if there is any ists that I you know (laughs) identify with I would say like naturalists or you know naturism that's about it though for me with the isms and the ists but in nature you know you have trees and plants and they grow and the tree is going to grow where the tree is going to grow it isn't going to look over to its neighbor and be like well what you know who are you voting for and not grow there 
And, and that's something that I want to bring up because when we talk about our infinite selves and our energetic selves, which is connected to earth, connected to the universe, connected to nature and everything that's existing around us in energetic particles, they don't label each other. Humans do. The human mind comes and says, oh, that herb is a basil leaf. Do you think that the basil leaf gives a shit that it's a basil leaf? No, it doesn't. And yeah, squirrels and animals are a little bit different. Like animals definitely know who's in their, you know, who's, 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 who. But they don't have a way of shaming the other for what they are. And I think that comes into that whole judgment piece that you were just saying like going back to the labels if you want to have labels go for it be part of the labels but are you shaming and judging others in and and donning your label yeah and i mean to make it even broader it just goes to the human ego right because the the oak tree doesn't grow and then look at the beech tree and say like you're ugly and stupid and i'm better than you because i'm an oak tree because it doesn't have an ego, whereas us humans, we do. So it's very easy for us. I mean, it's a slippery slope to use that labeling to put ourselves higher or lower on the the chain of mm. descriptions. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, you know, as always, this podcast is about awareness in your own life and just check in you know like where am I putting myself on a pedestal and looking down on others based on them just living their life because at the end of the day 7 billion 7.7 billion people on this earth they're not all gonna think like you and that does not make them stupid and it does not make you better than them and so when that creeps into the mind, you know, it's it's worth taking a look at like, man, do I, you know, judge others because I judge myself? Like, where's this coming from? And, you know, usually because we work a lot with shame and judgment with our clients and ourselves, um, these things have been showing up and they show up in way deeper ways than just what, what we think. Mm. So it's always worth that deeper look because... Um, you know, why not get deep? One of our mentors told us recently that, yeah, you two aren't here to play around. You didn't come here to play. So I like that because, I, you know, David and I want to do this work. We want to dig in and we want to understand. And I think it goes back to those labels again of just labeling things right and wrong. Like I'm not interested in right and wrong. I want to understand and the word right and the word wrong means very little to me because when it comes about you know understanding and being able to truly you know get somebody based off of their experiences and who they are and where they're coming from that's the kind of world that I want to live in where we stop judging ourselves and each other and we want to understand each other and accept each other and be like you know what, I've been there too in a, in a different way, but I've been there too. And I'm not going to judge you for where you are. I'm going to try to, you know, hold you. So, yeah. And that's especially true right now, you know, with politics and everything that's going on in, in this country, let alone the rest of the world. Um, just become aware of what labels do I give myself 
and which labels could potentially be causing division and, you know, less positive vibrations in the world. Um, and the first step is awareness, like we always say. So just become aware of how you label yourself and then look at each label and just think like, okay, well, this is normal. I am a man. This one's normal. I am, you know, I have a beard or whatever. But then look at the ones that might be causing division and separation. Based in hatred. Yeah, based in, you know, negativity and just divisiveness. And it's just, it's a good place to start. Indeed. So we hope you all enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for next week. We're going to start having guests on. So we will unveil the guest (laughs) next week. Is there anything else you would like to add in closing? No, I think that was that was pretty good today. All right, y'all. Have a beautiful day and evening, and we'll catch up with you next time. Yep. Peace, everybody. Peace. <laughs>